0: Hey everybody. Uh, Sorry for the fan in the background, it's really hot and we're all kind of dying a little bit. Um, So it turns out that um, this particular creative writing class kind of hit at a good time, Um, and this is uh, the writer as a storyteller, as a shaman. Um, I have read so many bad takes this week. Um, It hurts. Uh, Especially on tumblr, any surprise. but mostly what I've been hearing a lot of is uh, how fanfic is for the untalented. It teaches you bad habits. Um, I've heard a lot of things about that in particular, and one lady going on about how um, she has proudly never written fanfiction and everyone who writes fanfiction is a crappy writer. Um, not any good. Um, that's some very bad take right there. Um, writing is about practicing telling a story over and over until you find a way that works for you and your audience, and that's not building bad habits. The use of tropes, it's not a bad thing, um, and the, the primary thing I'm hearing is that use of tropes is uncreative. Um, well, I hate to tell people this, but there's only four types of story in the world. Man versus man, man versus nature, man versus God, and man versus himself. Everything has been told before. Tropes are something that the bard in you, the storyteller, the shaman, um, it's your own form of personal alchemy and you working out the way the world works. You're a storyteller. You're a writer. That's what you do by nature. So. Tropes aren't bad at all. Tropes are tropes and they exist because they work. They're writing devices. Um, You wouldn't yell at somebody and tell them that because they drove in a car between point A and point B, that they're not uh, real human beings that exist um, because they used a car. I mean, lots of people, yes, you can walk between point A and point B on the map, but don't be ableist. I mean, not everybody can walk, right? Um, some people need help, um, and then there are other ways of just being a rational human being in this day and age. Why would you walk when you can drive, if you have the tools available to work with? Um, so that's not laziness and that's not bad habits, um, but what I'm going to talk about today is, um, the alchemy of writing and we're going to talk about what writing is and what's the origin of literature, what's the point. Um, I don't want to get too existential here, but, um, the concept behind written and recorded word was to pass down stories. Those stories are more or less, um, they have all of their roots in oral history, um, because there was oral history long before there was written language and recorded language. No tale was ever told with deadly accuracy. Every shaman or priest or bard told the same stories, but they did it in their own words and with accents over the parts that were important to their view on their life journeys. Um, As a writer, you are part of this tribe, not separate. Um, You have roots in your skills. Um, You're not suffering alone. You're a lover of the world, and you're a shaman in a tribe of shamans your storytelling duties are important, but they should also be fun and bold, because this is literally medicine for you. Like, you've heard the concept that food is medicine, um, that you can prevent a lot of illnesses by eating appropriately. Um, Writing is medicine for you. Writing is medicine for your mental health and for how you relate to the world, and there can be a lot of different reasons that you're having trouble, you know, relating to the world. Are you working through stuff? Are you neuroatypical and this is how you're forming your map of the world and how you relate to it um, all of those are completely valid reasons to write and if you're writing fan fiction and you're telling those stories and you're using that medicine to heal yourself or to better yourself or even to comfort yourself um, there's nothing wrong with that um, obviously you know I think that there's this big issue with people who think that you have to be published to be good and generally speaking it's been my experience that it's the other way around that the published stuff ends up being a lot of tripe and the really truly good and talented things that I have read have been self-published or have been fan fiction. Um, and the reason those things are very good and that's threatening to people who are published is that A, you're doing something for free when they're trying to make money off of it, and B, you've practiced fearlessly for hours, and you've learned how to work an audience, and you know how tropes work, and you know how language works, and you know how storytelling works. Um, And a lot of people who are published aren't technically that good or that interesting. Um, And so I just, I want to tell you that just because you're not published, doesn't mean that you're not a writer. I'm not sure where that came from. I think that's really a very capitalistic concept, um, that if you can't make money off of it, then you must not be good at it, and that's not necessarily the case. Um, the world is starving for what you have. Write a fan fiction about a coffee shop AU and watch people gobble it up. They're starving for it. And that's not because it's junk food, it's because it meets a need that they have. It's medicine for them, and it's medicine that you have provided. Um, And whether that is, you know, for people who write adult works, you know, there's nothing wrong with it being horny, either. I mean, you know, we all need, we need to be able to express ourselves sexually and in ways that help us relate to our sexuality or lack thereof. So, I don't know where this, this concept of taking a whiz on fanfic has come from or why it's grown so much in the last few weeks, but it's shit. I'm tired of it. You guys are real writers, and I really want to help you, um, grow, and I want to give you advice, and I want to give you encouragement above all else, because these people might be loud, but, like, for example, the, uh, the person that I am referring to... I've never heard of their writing before, anything that they write, and they are claiming to be a published writer, and not self-published at that. So I guess they can't be all that amazing now, can they? Um, So starting today's class, um, where we're talking basically about shamanism, I want to read to you um, from Writing Down the Bones. This is the book that I really suggest for all fledgling writers. Um, please buy a copy of it. I am just reading you two pages out of the book because I think that it's a really helpful thing to grasp. Um, This is page uh, 77 and 78. Talk is the exercise ground. Get together with a good friend and tell stories. Tell about the time you had your palm read in Albuquerque, how you sat Zazen in a chicken coop in Arroyo Seco, New Mexico, with your friend Sassafras, How your mother eats cottage cheese and toast every morning. When you tell stories, you want others to listen, so you make the stories colorful. You might exaggerate, even add a few brilliant white lies. And your friends don't care if it's not precise as it was ten years ago. It's now, and they are entranced. A writing friend once said to me when I met him for lunch, Tell me the best piece of gossip you heard in the last month, and if you don't know any, make it up. Grace Paley, a New York short story writer, said, It is the responsibility of writers to listen to gossip and pass it on. It is always the way all storytellers learn about life. It is good to talk. Do not be ashamed of it. Talk is the exercise ground for writing. It is a way we learn about communication, what makes people interested, what makes them bored. I laugh with friends and say, we are not gossiping cruelly, we are just trying to understand life, and it's true. We should learn to talk not with judgment, greed, or envy, but with compassion, wonder, and amazement. I remember sitting after a concert in the New French bar in downtown Minneapolis with a writing friend and telling her about how I became a Buddhist. Because of the intensity of her listening, the story, which I had told many times, took on a great brilliance. I remember the light of the wine glasses, the taste of my chocolate mousse. I knew then that I had to write the story. There was great material in it. Talk is a way writers can help each other find new directions. Hey, that's great. Have you written about it? That's a good line. I lived here six years and can't remember a thing. Not a thing. Write it down and begin a poem with it. Once I came home from a visit in Boston and said to a friend in passing, Oh, he's crazy about her. She was in the process of writing a mystery novel in those days and honed in. How can you tell he was crazy about her? Tell me what actions he did. I laughed. You can't make general statements around writers. They want me not to tell but to show with incidents. Another friend told me about her father who left the family suddenly when she was 12 and became a born-again Christian and then embezzled monies from the churches of three states. It was her personal tragedy. I told her it was a great story. Her face lit up. She realized she could transform her life in a new way, as material for writing. Talk is a way to warm up for the big game, the hours you write alone with your pen and notebook. Make a list of all the stories you have told over and over. There's a lot of writing to be done. And that's true um i've talked to everyone here about um, keeping a notebook and writing and writing and writing and writing Um, and you probably won't keep half of it but you'll have a huge stack of notebooks and it's always just good to write to even if you have to stream of consciousness it because as noted here in writing down the bones we're talking about something called personal alchemy or spiritual alchemy the concept of alchemy Um, is to convert or to transform one thing into another. Um, There's the science of alchemy and then there's the magical, spiritual, emotional alchemy of transforming your life into another life. I mean, that's what writers do. They literally translate and they take these things and they They work their special magic, and this alchemy is yours and yours alone, and it makes you extremely powerful. And that's why people who aren't very good at it are the kind of people that are intimidated by you and tell you that you shouldn't write fanfiction, that you shouldn't write, and that you're bad, and that everything you do is poorly written. Chances are good it's not poorly written. And yes, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to write things that you're just like, meh, that's not so good, but all of those things they're never bad even your worst writing even the crappiest writing moment you've ever had is still a learning moment and in that there's healing um and we talked about creating medicine for ourselves and for others and so we have a girl here who told a story about how her father became a christian and then embezzled money from churches in three states and to her that was a terrible tragedy but you can transform that you could transform that into a very humorous story if you wanted to um it could very well be done and in that you know if she perhaps wrote this story um not as a don't do that story but as a this is humorous story and she wrote it very tongue-in-cheek then that's the kind of thing where she could learn to laugh at it and then it would become less powerful in her life it would be Less grief, less embarrassment, and more humor. I mean, if you can't laugh at your family members and with your family members, like, you know, what's the point? Um, she can't change the past, she can't change what was done, but she can choose to retell that story in a way that's healing for her and probably comforting and funny for other people who have family members who have done stupid things because I think we all have one family member that's done immensely stupid things. Um, That's just one example Um, Now you want to become that storyteller Um, Historically, I mean you have like this Incredible skill. This is like being a wizard in Modern times. I mean, this is magical realism right here. You have a magic in you that defies explanation because you as a being made up of stardust are pretty freaking awesome and you are going to take that story And whether it's the most profound study of human nature ever written and you're gonna go all you know orwell on this stuff or maybe you're gonna write that coffee shop au or maybe you're going to write some unredeeming porn you know what you still are the only person that can write that way write that story interpret that story interpret that trope the way you do there will never ever In the history of the world be another person who will tell the story exactly the same that makes you extremely powerful and really cool Um, and I want you to realize that you have that power um, and never let somebody take that away from you Um, you have the ability to heal yourself and others and I don't want you to lose sight of that Um, but you know, being heavy over with, um, here's some writing exercises for storytelling. Um, so I will, um, for those who follow me on Patreon, I'll give a link to all of these sites. But there are three things you can do to build skills. People watching, buy old postcards, and peruse old graveyards and phone books. And as writers, you're probably used to, you know, everyone around you is used to you doing pretty weird things. But this is kind of normal, like, um, if you've ever heard children watching clouds in the sky, oh, that one looks like a buffalo, oh, that one looks like a butterfly, Um, that one looks like my dad, that one looks like a car or a ship. You've heard it all before, right? And, um, but writing is not too much different. Um, When I was little, I used to sit around with my best friend, and we would sit on the ditch bank of my old house, and we would watch cars go by, and I lived in the country, so they went by pretty infrequently, but we'd have just a couple of seconds as that car went by to look at the people in the car, and then I would make up stories about them, what their names were, where they were going, where they had come from, why they were dressed the way they were. Um, I made stories about undercover FBI agents, I made stories about secretly Santa Claus, I... I made up all these stories as a child and shared them with my childhood friends and honestly I wish I'd written them down because some of them were really amazing. So really technically I was already doing number one, which is people watching. Find people in everyday life. Um, I know that we're all masked right now, but going to a coffee shop. um, Make up stories about the people you see walking by the window. You know, Don't stare at them, just take one quick look. And then make all these assumptions about them and write a story for them. Um, Buying old postcards. Um, A friend of mine used to do this all the time for her original fiction. She would go buy old postcards in the antique shops and um, she would just make up a story based on the picture in front on the front of the uh, postcard and if there was any writing on the back She'd always include that note to a loved one or whatever was written on the back. She would include that in her work as well. And um, that was a good jumping off point for her. Um, Graveyards and phone books are also a lot of fun. Um, You can make up stories about businesses. I've used that before for, uh, I was writing a detective story a long time ago, and I just kind of perused the phone book for inspiration. You can make up, uh, you know, infer businesses from ads, Um, there's all sorts of really cool things you can do as a jumping off point, including, yes, we have all looked for a name for a character in a phone book. We have all randomly picked names from a phone book until something sounded good. Um, Any combination of first, last, and middle names. Um, But they're there. I mean, it's a tool. It's something fun to use, and obviously now online there's name generators and stuff like that, and those are good fun, too. Um, And then, of course, graveyards. It's a little more macabre, but, you know, if you're on the side of writing horror, sci-fi, fantasy, things tend to get a little bit dark. There's nothing wrong with, you know, making up stories about the people who have passed away. Taking a guess at what they did, where they were from, you know, what their name means make up those details. You know, her name was Rose. She played piano for the church every Sunday between 2 and 4 p.m. She got married in May, and her dad was a stockbroker. I don't know, Rose. I'm just making this up. Um, But very often there is material in that story that you write. Um, There is a kind of down-to-earth realism and you could even use that in like say a post-apocalyptic story her name is rose she plays the piano at the burned out church every sunday between two and four p.m it's out of tune um but people still sing along they don't know what the words mean anymore but they still sing them um you know things like that it's just a jumping off point for your creativity um use it as a springboard And there is a concept of, I'm looking here, um, this is off of a blog called The Right Life. Um, and this is, I'm basically just reading, we're going to talk about a guy named, uh, Daniel Coyle. Um, he wrote a book series called The Talent Code. And they're going to talk about something called Deep Practice deep practice feels a bit like exploring a dark and unfamiliar room you start slowly you bump into furniture stop think and start again slowly and a little painfully you explore the space over and over attending to errors extending your reach into the room a bit further each time building a mental map until you can move through it quickly intuitively um so we're talking about deep reading and writing more but we're also talking about increasing your abilities as a storyteller. So um, they call it uh, putting in your 10,000 hours. Um, And what that means is that you just do the thing over and over and over again until it's second nature, until it comes to you so quick and so cleanly and so smoothly that when you're storytelling, you can tell the best story ever. so i've got some of these ideas here um that i'm just kind of i will tuck in again into patreon of things you can do i'll actually um i'll take some old postcards that are free use uh from the internet and i will upload them to my patreon and if you want to practice free writing writing a story from those postcards go for it um but A long story short i guess what i really want to say here is you already if you're listening to this you already have those skills as a writer you already have this alchemy inside of you you just need to practice it more frequently because in the end that is going to be the one greatest strength you have as a writer is your innate ability as a storyteller and that will never steer you wrong. It will be the means for coping and healing in a world where things have gone pretty badly wrong and we're all very tired. Um, and that will keep the flame of, you know, your creativity from dying. Never forget that you are magical and you have a gift. And don't let blowhards on Tumblr who basically are just self-important windbags tell you otherwise. Anyway, that has been your writing lesson for the day. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself. Never, 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 never give up and never stop writing.